The regular season is here, and I bet you're really into basketball because you're listening to this, and it's time for you to get into the action with an online sports book by the name of BetDSI.com. They have over 20 years in the business. They're safe. They're top-rated. I play there. BetDSI.com has a great special for you, the Mavericks fan. Sign up today and get $10 for free. And you can wager it on whatever you want. They just want you to try their, try their service. BetDSI is also offering a 100% bonus on your first deposit. Whatever you put in, they match. They have great customer service, fast and easy payment on winnings, hundreds of basketball and football wagers to choose from, UFC, even Trump versus Clinton. If you're into that kind of game, you can bet on the election if you'd like to. BetDSI.com even has live in-game wagering on football, basketball, and other major sporting events. You can play and bet virtually everything at BetDSI. Go to BetDSI.com now. That's BetDSI.com. Go there now and use the promotional code MAVERICKS10 to get your free wager and start winning today. That's MAVERICKS10 for your free wager. Go there, do it, BetDSI.com. You are Locked On Mavericks, your daily podcast on the Dallas Mavericks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You already know, it's the Locked On Mavericks podcast for October 24th. It is going up on a Monday. I'm Mike Marshall. I am one of your hosts, your host today at least. You can follow me at Machine Sports. You can follow the show at Locked On Mavs on Twitter. And you can uh, submit those email questions to LockedOnMavs at gmail.com if you would like to participate in the show. Uh, we're part of the Locked On Podcast Network. You go and check out Locked On NBA for your season previews, other fun, interesting things that David will be doing. Uh, talking to scouts, talking to coaches. It's pretty great stuff. So go check that out as well. If you're into fantasy sports, get on that. Locked on fantasy basketball uh, is up and flying at this moment. And also, if you're into uh, the NFL, they have your favorite team, a locked on Dallas Cowboys, perhaps. Go check that out. It's a locked on podcast network. It's your team, and it's every single day. Uh, Thursday, October 24th, two days out from the regular season beginning in Indiana. And we've got a little bit of a treat for you. If you're from the Dallas area, you know of uh, Brian Damaris, if you pay attention to Mavericks basketball. He's a really good friend of Mark Cuban, and Mark Cuban, one of Mark Cuban's business partners, Todd Wagner. He used to work for the Mavs. Uh, he basically started the analytics department with the Dallas Mavericks back when Big Don Nelson was here. So he has a lot to say about a lot of stuff and a very interesting background, and uh, I just like talking to hoops with him. It's always fun this time of year when we get to uh, sit down and chat with each other, and that's what I've got for you today. We've got a little bit of a... Uh, a light season preview, but also trying to answer the question for you people that are in Dallas that listen. You're very aware of the uh, Dak Prescott-Tony Romo conundrum that we are currently in on the football side of things. What if Dirk missed time and the Mavericks went on a uh, a wicked hot run and whoever filled in at power forward just was playing lights out? Would Dirk get treated the way Tony Romo is getting treated right now? And that's the question we address. We bounce around quite a bit, but uh, I think you'll like it. It's a very good discussion. I enjoy uh, our talks with Brian every year, and uh, I'm really ready for the regular season. No more preseason games. No more joke games. It's all going to start Wednesday night for reals. And uh, without further ado, let's get to it. Please subscribe and uh, rate the Locked on Mavs podcast 
uh, on Stitcher, on whatever whatever Android people do, uh, on iTunes, of course. And uh, here you go. Here it is. Our discussion with Brian Damaris of the Dallas Mavericks Post Game Show on Sports Radio 1310. All right, so let's introduce a new friend to Locked on Mavericks. We know him very well. People in Dallas know him very well. If you listen to the Mavericks post game show, or if you listen to any of the other products that we put out there, either on the ticket or uh, other podcasts that we float around, but uh, this might be your first introduction to our good friend Brian Damaris. Hello, hello. How are you, man? Good to see you again. I, I think know. we were last here in June, right before the game one of the finals, and I think we actually called that series pretty well. Yeah, if I uh, recall well. Yeah. Um. Tell everybody about your history with the Mavericks and uh, and what you did with them and what you do now and all that kind of good stuff. Yeah, from 02 to 06, I was uh, director of basketball development, which is a fancy term to mean I ran the analytics. <laughs> we were the first team in the NBA to do uh, the money ball stuff back in the day. And um, that was a fun experience because it was Nelly. Mm-hmm. And Nelly had been in the league longer than I'd been alive at that point. So I was handing him these reports and he was like, what is this stuff? Uh, I think I told the story once. He actually called me on my cell phone, which I didn't even know he had the number. After like a six-game losing streak, they were in Miami about to play Miami, and I, this was in oh, gosh, oh four. And it was the Antoine Walker experiment year. Oh, wow. The three fours. Uh-huh. And uh, he's like, w- w- this stuff you keep giving me, what is this? And this is like February by this point, which means he hadn't been looking at any of right. it. They went into the special filing cabinet, which yeah. doubles as a trash can. I actually walked into his office once, and I, and I was like, oh, sorry, like 30 minutes before a game. And it was a Saturday, and I thought he was watching film, and he was watching the Masters. <laughs> and I was like, okay, that's that's prep. So I said, you know, every time you play um, Keezy, Marquise Daniels, mm-hmm. and Antoine Walker together, like Marquise is just dog shit. Right. Like he's, you know, you have to uh, – you know, it, it, worse than any other player combined. Antoine dragged everybody down, but this one particularly. Right. So he, you know, I kind of walked him through why and how, and and he separated them, didn't play them together, and Marquise took off those last 20 games and ended up getting a nice $30 million deal out yeah. of it, which I told him he needed to give me a percent of. And a pretty sweet chain. Yeah, I so uh, exactly, of himself. Uh-huh. So from then on, he uh, he actually, like, would look at the reports and, <laughs> and go from there. And so... Uh, These might be useful. So, um, so yeah, so I'm kind of uh, still close with with you know the guys and 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 the, the team and so mm-hmm. and a, and a fan. So yeah, that's interesting stuff. I have an idea for this season that uh, like I've gotten to such nerddom to where I don't even like the stats that are out there right now. They don't uh, they don't suffice. <laughs> Like I need something else. I need deeper. Yeah, I need something weirder and something different. And I've been listening to a lot of uh Bill Conley is a football dude. He works for SB Nation. And he basically develops like his own stats. Like success rate for drives in football. Uh, he does football stuff. I don't know if I said that. He does all football stuff. And he does like success rate for drives, which is do you get a first down or do you score? Like and he charts all these different teams. And he has like SMP SMP plus, you might have heard of that. Um and just different weird f- like football stats, and I've been trying to think about what's missing in basketball. Like, what can I look at 
that's going to tell me this team this team won or this player is like doing well and I almost want to do like a success rate well they do do that so there's a basket there's one guy on the bench that charts every offensive play and one guy mm-hmm. that charts every defensive possession and they 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 write it down and they have a report after every game of okay this was the play called mm-hmm. was it an open look a contested look what was the result did we get the rebound and on offense and on defense, what was the play call? You know, what was our defensive scheme? Mm-hmm. What did they do? What was the result? So they can then look and say, you know, 80% of the time we run this play against this kind of defense, we've been successful. Right. And, you know, you can kind of look at that and then they enter it in. Actually, when I was there, it was a piece of paper that then got stuck into a drawer. Mm-hmm. So I said, well, why don't we put yeah. these in on a computer? Right. And that way the fourth time you play San Antonio – and the two seconds left, you right. know this is the best play to, to run, right? So they do do that. That's, That's kind of what I want to do. Yeah. And it's almost, I don't even know if it's like, I don't know what the play calls are, so I wouldn't know what to call them, you know what I mean? But if you eliminate all the uh, runouts from turnovers, end of quarter possessions that are just, you know, chunk the ball to basket, there's probably, I don't know what, 75 real possessions in a game mm-hmm. of just pure half-court basketball, um, not transition necessarily, and... What did you run? Who were you trying to get open? Right. Did it did it equal a good look? Did they get to the basket? Did you score? And I think it'd be kind of easy to do. Like if you watch the Mavericks, and you as much combine as it, do. and then you you correlate that with the personnel on the floor. Yep. Yep. So you know which players are doing it right. And then a lot of times, I mean, really, there aren't that the many plays and stuff like that. Yeah. And a lot of the way Rick runs it is he does sets into flow. Mm-hmm. So you can just mark it as such. Like we started with, you know, horn side, right. but it ended up into a flow where Dirk got an open look at the mm-hmm. elbow or something like that. Yeah. So. I want to do that. I'm going to at least try it yeah. for maybe a first month because that way, you know, okay, how many wasted possessions do we have? Yeah. You know, right. does this player actually run the offense more effectively? Right. Does this center bog it down? Uh-huh. And does every time Harrison Barnes catch it on the wing and it's ISO, he scored once in the last 10 games on it or something like that. Right. You know what I mean? I think it'd be cool, and it's something no one else, no the stats teams person. do it. But yeah, yeah, I don't think anybody outside the organizations do it to yeah. to provide that. Yeah, and I want to do it and turn it into numbers and keep some kind of chart of it. And uh, I'll probably go insane after about two weeks of it. But <laughs> I think it'd be fun. I've been I've been chewing that, and I might have just well. Uh, the key is to do it, you know, later so that you can DVR because you know the, mm-hmm. the coaches they all get. Thirty-minute versions of right. the game, so it's a lot easier for them to yeah, through it. Yeah, exactly. I just have to get perfect at skipping thirty seconds on my DVR. Right. <laughs> but anyway, um, so that's Brian. He'll be on here a couple times this year. Uh, really smart dude. We love talking basketball with him. Um, and uh, in Dallas right now, if you're not aware, if you're listening from somewhere else and you're not necessarily into in the Dallas Cowboys football, there's a, a bit of a controversy in our midst between. Uh, Dak Prescott, who's 5-1 and one, and who's played better than basically any rookie that has ever played quarterback, the quarterback position, especially here. Um, people bring up Tom Brady, and uh, just as a slight, real quick aside, Tom Brady was in his second year. He was not a rookie whenever he did that, heading into the playoffs for the Patriots, so that's not even a fair comparison. Dak Prescott's been phenomenal, uh, and now that Tony Romo is getting close to healthy, they're going to push it back a few more weeks and, you know, uh, keep the articles out of the papers for a few more weeks about Tony Romo. He's going to start, though. He's going to start. He's going to take over the starting position uh, from Dak Prescott. 
And he'll probably get hurt within six quarters with a broken bone because that's what happens to Tony Romo nowadays. But you saw this and you've been a part of this. You hear it every day, I'm sure, on this on the ticket and on in your newspaper and everywhere. And this got your wheels spinning. And tell me what what topic you wanted to... Yeah, so, you know, Romo, I mean, three months ago, Romo was the man. Yeah. You know, last year when he was hurt, it was like, oh my gosh, you know, we're Our whole team's gone. Garbage, it only when Romo, like, we got to play out the Romo window. Yeah. That's Jerry's big mantra, play out the Romo window. Well, it got me thinking about Dirk and, and kind of the, you know, what would happen. So now Romo's like, like everyone has flipped over to Dak. I mean, you're mm-hmm. talking about... The Staubachs and Jimmy Johnsons and Troys and the team and it's like yeah. the the number one guy, the highest paid player. Everybody's like, uh, why don't you stay on the bench? Mm-hmm. We're, we're kind of I mean, okay. Romo's Dirk without a title, right? Almost. So then it got me thinking, well, what if what if Dirk got hurt? Heaven forbid for twenty five games, right? And this team goes eighteen and seven mm-hmm. after maybe the first twenty games, you know, middling around five hundred. Sure. And they found a flow and they found this. Would would everybody just say? Eh, let's just keep this going or, you know, would the same thing happen to Dirk? Yeah. And I don't know. I mean, that's a real interesting kind of hypothesis. I guess it de- depends who's starting at that point. If it's Barnes sliding up to the four and you roll like Justin Anderson at the three or just straight up Dwight Powell comes in at the four. Um, and in basketball, it's it's confusing because it's a quarterback position. In football, you know what I mean? So it's like there's one that's clearly there's only 15 people on this planet that can play the quarterback position in the National Football League at a, you know, supreme level. In basketball, I feel like if you threw Justin Anderson in there, Dwight Powell in there, they'd be faster. They'd probably be a little bit more fun to watch. Uh, and the overall effect just isn't what a quarterback would have um, if you trade one for one necessarily. But that is, if they went 18 and 7, and I mean, would, would would the consensus flip from a guy who's you know Finals MVP, everything, uh-huh. fifth leading scorer in the league, to you know? Because I mean, listen, honestly, and I was not on this team. There were people this summer who were like, you know, let's start rebuilding. It's better for the franchise mm-hmm. if Dirk wasn't on the team. And I thought that was pretty ridiculous. That is ridiculous. I think you you stay as long as this guy as long yep. as this guy wants to play and wear your uniform. Yep. you cheer for him. You want to see that sellout streak really end? Right, like. And but there were people who wanted that, and then there yeah. were people who, for Dirk, wanted him to play on a team that had a better chance Warriors, to win a title. Something, yeah. Um, so there, there already were people that were like, you know, it's better for the team maybe if he were somewhere else. Mm-hmm. And I don't know how if that fan base of the Mavs would, you know, I think part of it is yes, Romo has won two playoff games, he hasn't mm-hmm. won a title, and he he is prone to these big mistakes, right. Dirk hasn't been known for that, but he is on the tail end of his career and not playing as well. Mm-hmm. And so if you suddenly are seeing a spark of something, you know, is it, now I think personally he'd be fine coming off the bench and he'd, he'd play a role. I don't think he'd cause a scene. I don't right. think Romo's happy right now, but I don't know if the fan base would turn as much. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like, I no, think, I, I think I there would still be like, you know what, this guy needs to, yeah, He's part of this team. He needs to get back in there, well, and, and I think they'll figure that out. And that's been kind of the – I mean, it has been spoken, I'm sure, a few times by Donnie and Mark and even Rick that we have to be competitive in Dirk's final – Right. That he, one, won't, he wouldn't be here. He yeah. wouldn't have signed the two-year deal right. if they were like, listen, we are, we're tearing uh-huh. this down. We're trading West. We're, right. We probably won't sign any free agents, and we're just going to 
roll the young guys, he'd be like, no. Right. And there's also an element of tanking in basketball that isn't there in football. In football, you suck really hard. You get a top five pick. It's not necessarily immediate impact. You know what I mean? And even in the NBA, some some years it's not that way. Yeah, you know, at Philadelphia. Yeah, exactly, exactly. It doesn't always work. You don't always you don't always hit the ground and bounce back. Um, with Dirk, I think it's different. I think it's entirely different than than Romo. I don't think any of the legit Mavs fans that have been here since you right. know they would since, be happy going to a game and just seeing yes. him healthy and not playing, right? Not playing much. If you, even if the team was Doing relatively well. Right. Um, if you went to Mavs camps every summer, like I did, and you've been following right. this team, you know, since like uh, the Nash trade. Yeah, I mean, um, there's people, I'm, I'm in my 40s, but I, there are probably people who are 30 that don't know what the Mavs are without Dirk right. playing. Oh, yeah. 30 years old. Yeah. I mean, I barely remember. I barely remember uh, Jason, yeah, the Jim Jackson, yeah. and Jamal. Like, I barely remember that. I, I do remember, like, Going to games and watching games with that, and that's lineup. why I got so upset this summer when guys were like, and they were on the state on the ticket, mm-hmm. like, oh, I want him to go somewhere else. I want yeah. him to, it, would, it wouldn't be better the for the sentiment team. of you love him, you want him to. But my whole point was he he wants to be here. Yes, he wants to be in right. Dallas. He doesn't want to go right. chase a ring. He's got you a want, ring. You want the best for him. You want him to be happy. He's telling you, I'll be happy right. here. That's like saying to your girlfriend, you know, you can date other people. Yeah, right. like, no, no, I want to be <laughs> right. with you. You right. know, like this is where I want to be. Yeah. And so this does make him happy. Give me a competitive squad, mm-hmm. and this is where I want to be. And I think you're right. I think that that real, you know, it's almost. It, it, Sports is so fleeting in that Romo's, like I say, I mean, in three months he's gone from the toast of the town to, you know. Don't want to see him again. Really don't want to see you anymore. Yeah. And I, I don't think that same thing would happen to Dirk. Yeah. Like maybe I'm playing my Dirk-colored glasses, but I mm-hmm. just don't. I think people would be like, yeah, we're doing good, but, right. you know, we're. I bet we can do, we can right. find that figure that out with him in there. People want the next thing. Like that's just a natural thing that people do. And if he didn't have the title, if we didn't have the finals in 06 and then the title in 11, yeah, he's a made man now. Yeah. I think, I think they might, they might flip if it might be, that's a totally different, he wouldn't probably be on this team if he didn't have a title. Right. He would exactly listen guys. Yeah. But there's no, in no world, is it better for the Mavericks to not have Dirk Nowitzki playing basketball for the next, two to three to four years, whatever he feels like. And like you were saying, you don't, you know, these people that don't remember, like, it's going to suck yeah. when he retires. Yeah. You don't bounce back. I mean. Like, you, you, you're, you basically, it, it's kind of like, you know, for guys your age, you're not going to, you're not going to see a player like that in a mass uniform probably ever again, ever again. in your life. Ever again. You know? It's not happening. You're not going to have a top five score. score. You're not going to have a top five score ever again on your roster. In he's, your lifetime. He's going to be one of, Two people, him and Kobe, to play twenty years in one uniform. Yep. yep. There's you're spoiled, and you don't understand what you have. You're bitching. Right. You're bitching about the gas mileage on your fucking Hummer or something right. like that. You're being ridiculous. And the only thing that it's good for that him leaving us, he would be good for is uh, pacifying your lack of patience. Right. In this and, final, and that's the whole. You know, I go back to Philly all the time. If you think just go look at the lotto, yeah. the lotto picks the last five years. Yeah. There are guys from two years ago that are out of the league. Mm-hmm. Anthony you want Bennett. Anthony Bennett? <laughs> you know, I mean, look yeah. at Philly. Simmons just got hurt. Embiid. Yep. The, no. Sorry, guys. Yeah. 
right? I mean, yeah, you know, there's LeBrons out there, but right, there's like one of four tanking projects that actually work out, where you actually hit rock bottom and bounce back to higher than you were before. It's like one out of four, and it's like the Thunder, <laughs> right? Like that happened, and the Warriors, Warriors for sure. I actually saw Nelly in Hawaii this this summer, which was awesome. Yeah, in Maui, and I did, I kind of forgot he drafted Curry. Yeah. Right, he drafted yep. Thompson. Yep, and he got let go right before. But he said, you know, I kind of like Barnes. Like mm. he put that, that. You know, the Warriors were was Nelly Ball. Right, really. Uh huh. And they were all writing all these stories about Dan Tony. I I saw Nelly run practices. I I mean, yeah. What they did was his vision for the NBA. Mm-hmm. And you know, so that was a team that was able to draft, and then they signed Iguodala, who. Actually, was about he was about to be a maverick. About to be a maverick, yeah. very, very close to being a maverick. Uh-huh. And and Marcus told me the story about how that all shook out, and it's kind of man, how different would crazy. it be? How different would that be if Iguodala? What year was that? That was whenever. Gosh, was that after the title? Well, yeah, that was. It wasn't uh, lockout year. Is the year after, right? It was the year Dwight signed with Houston. Yeah, like three years ago. So that's yeah, that's Shane Larkin draft year. So yeah, yeah. 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 Man, Parsons never happens. We never go through that. And, well, so we were trying to get Dwight. Uh Need a little extra room. Right. Don't get Giannis. Uh Uh-huh. And we would have had Giannis and Iguodala instead of Larkin and whatever whatever we had. Calderon and Monte. Yeah. Yeah. So you can decide how that would have played out, but it's just crazy how little moments change. Yeah. Oh, the entire thing. I mean, the man. Warriors without Iguodala last year don't win. Yeah. Sorry, guys. Exactly. You don't have anybody that shuts LeBron down. Right. Exactly. But, uh, yeah, so back to Dirk. I mean, I just think he's got enough cred now that – Oh, yeah. Know, that I think – plus it's the league, right? The, the, mm-hmm. the Cowboys have a legitimate chance to win the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. I think most people know that – Yeah, they're 300-1. to 1 Yeah. For th- that they're not going to win the West. Yeah. So. I want to see an entertaining product. I want to see yeah. a winning product. Mm-hmm. But I want to see Dirk as part of that product. I want to see Dirk in playoff the, basketball. 40, 45, 46 wins with mm-hmm. him not playing doesn't please me. No, doesn't do anything for me. And I want to see, this is, okay, the thing I have been pissed about the last two years is I want to see Dirk in playoff basketball with a team that's actually healthy and yeah. can play last year and was compete in, an, in the so year before. frustrating because you're just, you know, yeah. you're running out. You know, Mejri and Felton and, yep. and Devin just, got some starts. Yeah, it's just like Devin was starting in that series. Um, and think about Dirk's year last year. I mean, it's thirty-seven. Dude, that was a bounce back a 40. year. Forty. He put up, I think, three thirty-point yeah. games. Yep. You know, he had a forty. Yeah, they yeah. had a forty-point game last year, and they was, lost two of the games. He scored thirty-plus in. Yeah, he scored the most points that a actual person aged thirty-seven has ever scored. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's insane, man. And I talked to him about it. Before the season, and he said uh, the year before, that was a down year for him. Like, sure. by his standards, it was a down year. Physically, like, he had a couple of different things going yeah. on. He had a stomach he bug. fantastic coming in last yeah. year. Yeah, and that's what he said. He was like, I had a stomach bug for, like, two yeah. to three weeks couldn't in get rid of it. December. No, it more than that. Yeah, and he was, I mean, and he's losing weight. Like, he's consciously, like, tapering back his weight so he can be lighter. Yeah. But... Dude, if you do that and then you have a stomach bug and it's just like he fell in a hole for about a month and yeah. a half year before last. Last year was people checked out 
because they knew the West West Matthews injury and they knew the Parsons injury. He would have been on the All Star team, but he did a kind of a wink wink to Silver because yeah. he was the next alternate. Right. Kind of like what happened to him the year before, and uh-huh. he was like, "I'm good. Adam, come on, buddy. Yeah, I'm old. Let me, I'm let me good. Go, let me go on a break. Yeah. Right? And so they kind of were like, "Let's yeah. pick let, somebody else. let me have a week." <laughs> but he would have made the team. Yeah, a legit, legitimately right. made the team. Right. Yeah. It's a uh, back to the back to the initial topic of um, the Romo Dirk. Yeah. Comparison. I. It's just how fleeting the fame is, and whether. And I just don't think I think I think Dirk has established himself as Mount Rushmore, right? And I don't think the same thing would happen to him that's happened to Romo. Yeah, because I, I think agree. People have moved very quickly away from him, mm-hmm. shockingly fast. Yeah, and I just don't see the same kind of mm-hmm. thing. Maybe this that's year, just me. This year, I want them to, and I mainly Rick. I want Rick to pace himself and say. It doesn't matter if we kill ourselves to get the sixth seed like they did last year, which is play extended minutes for everybody who didn't need extended minutes, which was Zaza, which was Darren. Um, Darren didn't play in the playoffs. Zaza was useless after the All-Star break. And I fear they're going to do that with Bogut again because they're trying so hard. And we can talk about this uh, in another episode, but they have to pace themselves and say the eighth seed is fine as long as we're healthy getting into the playoffs. Yeah, and we will have to talk about it because I think there's nine teams playing for eight spots. Yeah, so there you are. Have to, there are. You have to be careful when you're doing that. Yeah. And I think the fear is the slow start. Yep. Because remember last year, you know, Parsons played in game three. West started playing in game one, but they were both injured, and they both took some time to get going, and Parsons was doing that weird minutes restriction. Mm-hmm. So everybody thought, man, it's going to be a rough go here early. Well, mm-hmm. they ended up playing pretty well That's early. Fine. And yeah. then started, they had that yeah. rough 18-game January yeah. and just started going sideways and just were worn out by the break. Mm-hmm. And then they had the big homestand they didn't take advantage of, and then they got, Parsons was out, and, and luckily they had banked some wins early right. to, to stay above water and make yeah. the playoffs barely. Uh-huh. They can't afford to have a slow start. Yeah, And obviously the preseason has been a cluster. Mm-hmm. So if they come out, you know, 7-13, and 13, in the first 20 games, they may not have the opportunity to make that up later. Yeah. Totally, totally understandable. I just, I'm, I'm kind of excited this year to actually be able to just talk about the basketball that's being played and not Parsons minute restriction. Uh, is Wes, Wes? Well, you know, it's so interesting and I'm sure we'll talk a lot about Barnes as the year goes on. Just keep in mind Parsons, as far as I know, and I, I haven't followed up this week, has not participated in full practice. Yeah, touched the ball for the first time two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. This is a meniscus that Ben Roethlisberger is due back in three weeks from. Right, that he has been out for six months. They they saw something on they the MRI. They saw something they didn't on like. the MRI, and you know he might be damaged. Good. Yeah, I can't fault them for that. Like people don't understand that part of it. You just go, oh, Barnes for Parsons, like. Parsons is clearly a better player. Same contract. What are you doing? And he and Parsons may They're not stupid. He may get healthy and he may be great and it may mm-hmm. work out, but you know, just always keep in mind the opportunity yeah. cost of what you're doing here. Yeah. I mean, they will they have in the past made the worst decision of two bad decisions. That's happened a couple times. You've gotten stuck with 
a real jacked up situation. Parsons, that's not it. That's they're smart enough to know that 100% Chandler Parsons from his career is better than 100% Harrison Barnes over the next four seasons. I'm telling you, there's information that, that wasn't the that was yeah, that, that was not right. the what was that's not the equation. That's not the especially because you're making that decision in on July 1st, mm-hmm. where he's a couple months from that injury. Yeah, he should be almost oh, yeah. ready to go. And yeah. Casey's obviously seeing something that's not showing that. Yeah, and and honestly, that's when you're making that decision. Yeah, and honestly, a dude like that, who I think is probably going to break down quicker, uh, his athleticism is going to break down quicker because of how he treats himself. Sure, and that's his, not, hey, that don't think that wasn't part of the extracurriculars. Equation. Like you don't, I mean, I don't want to compare him to Monte, but Monte was the same thing for me. I'm like, I don't know how long that holds up. Whenever he lives the lifestyle that he lives, and those, and and, and just give Barnes a chance. I mean, yeah. he is the single nicest player I've ever met in the NBA. Mm-hmm. Oh, he's genuine without question. He's genuine I mean, as he can is. Be. So just. You know, he's had a bad run. He's on a new team. Give him some time. Everyone will love him if they get to know him and just know that his heart's in the right place and he's trying. I think that was some of the frustration with Parsons is he'd he'd have a one for nine and he'd be at the club later. Yeah, and for sure. Parts, Barnes would be in the gym. Yeah. So let's just, you know, we'll get there. Mm. Awesome, man. Thank you so much for your Sorry, time. We kind of wandered a little bit. No. But hey, that's, you know. That's what we do. <laughs> that's what we do best. Thank you so much for your time. We'll have you on uh, Locked on Mavs pretty soon again. Whatever you want. Yeah. Thanks, man. All right. Yeah, got it on T-Mobile. Fastest iPhone deserves America's fastest LTE network. Introducing the amazing iPhone 8. It's the best iPhone yet, now on America's best unlimited network. For a limited time, save up to $300 on the amazing iPhone 8 after 24 monthly bill credits. And now join T-Mobile's iPhone upgrade program for free. Eligible trade-in and finance agreement required. If you cancel service, you may lose promo credits. Contact us for details. Video at 480p. Small fraction of users over 50 gigs per month may have reduced speed. See store for details.